you go get like two cars or three cars and or just marry him, just go and enjoy money. That's why they can't talk what the man is doing anyhow. What can you say? What do you have? Who are you? Where did I pick you from? You were picked from Swali. They tell me I don't carry a woman. I know the carry a woman before I see you. Get out of my house. Sweet, so sweet, sweet. What did it be sweet? You talk to me and I warn you. Not only a good soup, person going to eat, person going to eat a bono soup and a banga soup and other soup. You said it. You wanted a man that would just be feeding you, buying you clothes, driving his car, living in his house. So you have, what can you say? You're coming back late. What did you say? I said, you're late. I'm your wife. And so? I said, I'm your wife. I said, I'm, your, I'm your wife. See, see, let me warn you in this house. You're not in this house to monitor me. If, 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 if I can't touch you. You, you, you want to slap me? I will take you to court. Court. They can warn you first. They can warn you. One day you get lost and they'll see you. Say, God is my source. Say, like you mean, say, God is my source. God is my source. That man that packed his Lexus Jeep and winds his keys and, and looks at him and says, It's not your source. That man is promising you Dubai. He's a married man, he's not your source. I've gone to Dubai. You only go to Dubai and you buy things. See a few things and come back. It's not your source. There are other countries more than Dubai. There's UK. There's United States. There's Brazil. There's France. There's Spain. And this man that wants to carry you to Dubai's economy, you will fly. When God is your source, you will move from economy to business class. Are you following me? Say, God is my source. So go and get messages on prosperity. Listen to them. Sow your seed. Be a tighter. Give your first fruit. Help those who are poorer than you. Give them something. Just rise it from there. Confess your prosperity. Confess it. Because we depend on a man. No matter how rich he is. If he leaves early, you are in trouble. See, because you've not built your faith before then. That's why then, when in Delta State, when a woman loses her husband and he was young, say, Hey God, my Gary don't go. Oh, my because the man is a Gary. Hallelujah. Next question. I'll ask another question. Celebrate Jesus, please. Amen. Good evening, sir. Whenever things are not working well f- for me, I do not feel like being in a relationship. And if I'm in one, I feel like ending it. How do I say my priorities is right? I don't want to take this attitude into marriage. Thank you, sir. Now, this individual is emotionally unstable. And that's why we say before you get married, you should be emotionally mature. You should have emotional stability. In other words, you're able to make decisions irrespective of how you feel. That's maturity. See, if this individual doesn't fix it, 
They will now, because they're married, they don't want to leave. They will now pick up addictive habits. Maybe smoking, maybe drinking, maybe having affairs, but they don't want to leave their marriage because they, 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 if things are not working well, they must, they must escape. You should be able to face your challenges. Because there's no temptation that has taken you that has not come unto man. Face it. See? Face it. Because always looking for a way to escape out of your challenge is a sign of weakness. It's a weak spirit. It's emotional immaturity. Let me explain. I mean, if you played um, what we call monkey post, you played it? Or maybe even other kind of games. There's a boy that usually has the ball. And he will bring the ball. When they win his side, he will carry the ball that he's going. Can you remember? They say, okay, okay, join this other side. He's emotionally immature. He's selfish. This individual is selfish and emotionally immature. So, how do we come out of this? It's simple. Number one, make the decision to grow. Make the decision to grow. Number two, how do you grow? 2A, you grow by the word. In 1 Peter 2 verse 2, the Bible says, As newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. 1 Peter 2 2. So you grow by the word. Number two, you need to speak in other tongues for a long time. See, because when you speak in tongues for a long time, you are edifying yourself. First Corinthians 14 verse 4. You are edifying yourself. The word is oiko domio in First Corinthians 14 verse 4. Oiko domio. It means to build or repair the house. You are building yourself spiritually. You are actually building your emotions as well. Let me show you something here in the Amplified Version. Amplified. It says, he who speaks in a strange tongue edifies and what? Improves himself. So, now, 2A, we said, grow by the word. First Peter 2, 2. Number two, you speak in other tongues for a long time. First Corinthians 14, verse 4. See? Then number three, you need to practice the love of God. In other words, learn to treat people the way God would treat them no matter how you feel. See, you are trying to master your emotions. Number four, talk to yourself. Most of the time, we don't talk to ourselves. Talk to yourself. Only negatively, we talk when we talk to ourselves. Negative. This is life. How can someone be 32, no husband? Kai. Or is my fine self, just the old, they go like this. No, talk to yourself. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I declare by faith, I have overcome this. I can handle this. In the name of Jesus, I have grace to overcome this challenge. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I have grace to fight through this. I have gr- Talk to yourself. See, you're not a victim of your emotions. You're a victim of your choice. Because you are the one thinking those thoughts. You can think another thought. Talk to yourself. Are you out there? And that's the way you, you overcome that thing. Then number five, you, so, so that would be, that's number three. Number four. Number four, I want you to seek counsel. Seek, seek counsel. 
get a mentor, talk to your mentor. Talk to your mentor. And there might be other issues. See, you may have believed the lie. You know, most of us have these fantasy lives. We have watched too many movies and fantasy lives. So, come to the real world. In the real world, there are challenges. Am I right? Okay. So, there's uh, some advice I'll give you based on the word of God. Celebrate Jesus, please. Good evening, sir. I'm an introvert, new to relationship. I'm currently in a relationship with a lady who loves to talk, but I don't know how to express myself to her. I don't know how to have concern with her, and it upsets me, upsets her because I'm always out of sorts and say the wrong things. Next. The moment she starts enjoying her conversation and ended saying, I'll get back to you, but I never do. This is that I tell her I've been busy and I claim to be naturally forgetful. This has made her believe I am not serious with her and do not love her. The more I try to show her that I love her, the more I fail. What do I do? Thank you, sir. Take it to the Lord. You need to be whole. You see, you need to be whole. Naturally, I'm supposed to be a shy person. Standing here is the grace of God. I like being in my world. Reading, buried in books. That's my life. But, I have to talk to people. See, I have to relate to people. So you go to the Lord and say, Father, I'm in a relationship. Teach me how to overcome my fears. Because most of the time, sometimes introverts, it's fear. Shyness is fear. The fear of rejection. See, you go to the Lord. Ask him to reveal his love to you. That's why in my growing up days, one of my focus on my study was getting to know God's love. See, get to know God's love. And that will help you overcome your fear of rejection. See, because if you overcome the fear of rejection, it's right, one of the biggest challenges in our world is rejection. See, because most of us, our parents were so busy, they didn't have the time to speak into our lives. So you go to God. Go with all your brokenness. So Father, I always say the wrong things. But I know your wisdom is in me. I will say the right thing. Are you seeing it now? Go to God. Start seeing yourself from God's perspective. Before long, the right words will be coming out of your mouth. You will say something and say, how did you know? That's what I wanted to say. It's God that is helping you. Go to God. Say, go to God. When we first got married, there are certain things I had to go to God about and he taught me what to do. Say, go to God. Are you out there? I've answered this question. See, deal with your fear. Talk to yourself. See, that's one thing we don't do. We don't talk to ourselves. We just accept our emotions. Because being in, in, an introvert is your emotions. We just accept it. Say, I can talk. I can say the right words. I can say the right words. You're just talking. Uh, <laughs> I know in your mind now, maybe you want to, you're thinking of going somewhere for ice cream. How did you know? 
I know you're, you're, you're getting angry with me right now. How did you know? Oh boy, be you. Now, it's the Holy Spirit that's giving the right words now. See? So when you, when you have a time with her, you're going to see her, say, Holy Spirit, go with me. And teach me what to say. And go. Celebrate Jesus, please. All right, next question. Good evening, sir. Before I said yes to the person I was into a relationship with, I prayed and God brought us 31 verse 28. Okay? The relationship was going on well, but I discovered that we were always having different misunderstandings. He had a problem with me relating with the opposite sex. Especially those he knows could be interested in me. Next. After some time, the relationship ended. It's almost 10 months since he called it off. But then we're trying to come back. Anytime I pray actively about the whole thing, I still get positive answers either through my inner spirit or through Revelation's dream. Next. But two of my spiritual heads in Lagos that know about it said I should let go of the relationship because of what they saw. I expect these people and sometimes I ask myself if I'm not the one giving myself an answer. And then going by the process, 1 verse 28. That scripture actually came when I was praying about him. Next. There's actually a bone of contention here, sir. And I'm confused. I know God's not out of confusion. Please comment, sir. Thank you, sir. Now, you've you got to understand this. Which is... How do I put it now? The Lord chose Saul and gave Saul another chance. Your spiritual heads could also be right. When Saul made his first mistake in 1 Samuel 13, from verse 13 to 14, Samuel said, you have done foolishly. You have not kept the command of the Lord your God, which the, he commanded you. For now, the Lord will have established your kingdom for over Israel forever. But now, your kingdom shall not continue. Now, the Lord said that. But gave him another chance in 15. That's where he made the biggest mistake and could not recover. So, your spiritual heads could be seeing that this individual, it will not end well. Because he's not mature. So the first thing I want you to do. See and that's why I tell you about relationships. Go to the authority figures over your life. Let them counsel you. Grow first. God made Eve. I told someone and said. There was no perfect will for Adam more than Eve. Yet it was a disaster. I'm going to say it again. God made Eve. There is no perfect will for Adam more than Eve. Yet it was a disaster. Because we have our personal responsibilities in the success of our marriages. Some of that God said yes or no. That's not the issue. The issue is whether you as an individual, you will grow. Or whether the other person will grow. And you can't make the other person grow. It's a choice. And that can be very frustrating. You see that? God made Eve. God chose Saul. God chose Judas. Judas was not a child of the devil to begin with. He was chosen after 12 hours of prayer. Jesus prayed all night long. And Judas turned out wrong. 
how the marriage turns out is not up to God. How the marriage turns out is up to the individuals involved. You see that? That's why you pray. That's why you listen. It's beyond shapes. Beyond kissing. I've always wanted to marry a woman that is very big front and back. You can carry the front and back and find it's every way to carry it. I always like a slim, a slim lady with pointed nose. The pointed nose can pinch you. So when I would tell this lady, is that that young man should get counsel. She has to pray. Two people saw the same thing. Two people. But I have a scripture. Yes. God chose Eve. I have a scripture. Yes. God chose Saul. But how this thing will end up is the thing. A young man was going out with a lady. I was talking to him. He, they always tell you that the Lord has spoken. I was talking to one of them. And it was like, it's like he made a mistake. But it is to hear then. They are very sure. I heard clearly. Several of them, the marriages are broken. They heard clearly from above. You didn't hear clearly to sow the seed God told you to sow. You heard clearly for woman. You didn't hear clearly to go for evangelism. You hear clearly for woman. That's how we deceive ourselves. Now look at the matter. So this person, what you need to do is that individual go to him and say, see, I want to marry you, but all the messages is negative. So we need counsel. And go for counsel. Because if you think you want to follow your, uh, just go like that, you might find out that, okay, God may call you into ministry and you not finish it. Serious matters. It's up to you whether that marriage works. And some of you young people are destroying your life with the movies you are watching. Because the movies you are watching is discipling your mind. I thought when we propose, it will need that like this, like I saw in the movie. The person that is acting in the movie, he has three marriages. He's on this fourth one now. If it's about the kneeling down, then it should have worked. Say, so do not need them to propose. A knelt down to propose does not mean anything. It's our character. Whether rice is sweet, depends on how it is mixed. The problem is not the rice. It's those who are cooking it. I rest my case. Next question, please. This is from Sagbama. Let's celebrate those in Sagbama, please. It says, Good evening, sir. How can I be free from the sin of fornication? I tried my best to no avail and I end up condemning myself after the act. I tried to change, but I find myself doing it again. I need help. Thank you, sir. Now, you got to know this. Let me say this to you. Notice this. I tried my best. I tried my best. It's about you. 
One thing you have to know is that in your flesh, there's no good thing. Let me show you that because see, I'm trying to stop this thing. Some of you are vowing, I will never masturbate again. And you masturbate. And while you are saying, I'll never masturbate, you are masturbating while you are saying, I'll never masturbate. Let's look at it. Romans chapter 7. Romans 6. No, 7, 7. Romans 7. So I want to show you this. I want us to read verse, give me a moment. In my flesh dwells no good thing. Just a minute. Okay, let me begin from verse 17 to 18. It says, but now it's no longer I who do it, but it's sin that dwells in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good, I do not find. See, in your flesh, there's no good thing. See, no matter how spiritual you are, you must crucify your flesh daily. That's the first thing I want you to know. That is flesh, is flesh. So how do I overcome it? Ephesians 4. from verse 22 to 24. Now you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the sinful lust, but be renewed how? In the spirit of your mind. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So what am I supposed to do? Now, your behavior, if you 